we are joined by Connie Matthews Reynolds. Hello, Connie. How are you today? Doing great. And yourself? I'm doing awesome. Well, super excited. Uh, it's Friday for both of us. So uh, we, I'm sure we got a couple more things to do, but the weekend's in sight, right? Yes, excited. I'm always excited for Friday. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're also especially excited to have you with us today on this podcast. Uh, you've been a part of several organizations whose missions really align with the Executive Security Podcast. So again, we're really excited to have you. And those are specifically the uh, ISSA, which is the Information System Security Systems, uh, Empower Women in InfoSec, and currently RENCON Educational Services and Training. So it seems like you are a very busy person. I am, but I, I don't know if I would be able to handle not being busy. I'm a busy bee. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know my my parents are uh, two different people, and I definitely take after my mom, who definitely has to be busy all the time. My dad, well, he's passed away, but he was always very comfortable watching TV. I'm like you. I like to be doing a million things mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and also trying to help people is an awesome uh endeavor right absolutely so so you know it on your linkedin page that you feel strongly about leading volunteer work around cybersecurity and helping to create a more diverse field and strengthening the community so why do you feel so strongly about nurturing and improving the cybersecurity community yeah so it's kind of funny most people a lot of people call me like a mother hen because i'm very protective of people and but I, you know i grew up um, with my dad being in the military and i lived all over the world and so Working with a wide variety of people has been part of my DNA, honestly, since I was born, because okay. um, I was actually born in Frankfurt, Germany. But I got to really see my dad be a leader that was very well respected, but he did so much for his people. And he was always trying to uplift and train for the next generation and to really give people opportunities. And so just growing up that way, that's just something that's really important to me. And, you know, when when I first got into the cybersecurity space, I would say 99% of the time I was the only woman in the room. And I've been able to navigate it pretty well. And I and some women have some really horror stories. I'm really fortunate. Overall, I haven't had any, but I've seen people do things, you know, and so I always want to just support uh, women and minorities, people of color. Um, so we do a lot of volunteering to really uplift and give people an opportunity to understand what the cybersecurity field's about. Because I still think in 2022, people still think about the guy on the hoodie, in the hoodie, in the basement, on a keyboard. And really, when you think about penetration testing, it's probably one of the least amount of people work in that part of the industry, but there's so many things to do and people don't really realize that until someone actually educates them around that. Um, And I've always lived my life by paying for it. I've been really fortunate in my life. So um, it's just something that's really important to me. Well, I think when you talk about uh, the the hackers and then the perception that people have about the cybersecurity space, I think it's exactly that. It's that people think about the TV or or the allure or mystique of cybersecurity. I was just talking with a young gentleman who's uh, starting his career, doesn't know what he wants to do. And I thought we talked about you know the 5,000 vendors and uh, the millions of jobs that are open within cybersecurity. And, and he said, well, I'm not technical. I'm like, many people in this field in the beginning don't start out technical. And there's a lot of non-technical roles in here. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's it's great to to help people, both uh, diverse backgrounds, uh, to to become a part of this because uh, it, it's a big fight, right? Big challenge that we have in front of us for sure. And this kind of leads to the next question. So, you're a founding member of Empower Women 
of InfoSec. Can you tell us about this organization and how it can help those early in their career or those trying to break into the industry? Sure. So right before COVID, I had been noticing that the West Coast and East Coast had all these like galas and celebrating women. And I realized that more likely a company probably wouldn't send someone to California unless they were winning an award or something. So I just kind of woke up one morning and I'm like, I think we could do this in the Midwest. And so I asked seven other uh, ladies to join me as founding members And really, our mission has always been to encourage women and celebrate the success of women. So if you're in the Midwest, we actually just opened our scholarships. Um, We've raised about $100,000 and we've given pretty close to $50,000 so far in scholarships. Um, And our gala is one of our ways um, that we raise funding through sponsorships. And we've had a lot of companies locally in the Columbus market that have also donated it. Um, But really, my whole thing was... I wanted to really celebrate men and women um, and really the men that in our lives that are allyship. So we give awards for people that have kind of stepped up and do something. So we do it for women and for men. And then we normally recognize our scholarship winners. And really the whole thing was how can we encourage more women to go into the industry as well as we wanted to really figure out how could we elevate women? Because when you think about women in leadership roles, that percentage is still pretty small. I think we're getting better, but we still have room to work. And so we really wanted to support women along their journey and along their career pathing, uh, whether it's, you know, taking a certification test, whether it's taking training, you know, one of the certification training packages, we also will work with someone in college and we'll bring, you know, reimburse them for the percentage um, uh, that we allow. And so that's really kind of what it started was really just to figure out a way to really support and encourage women to get into our industry. As a father of three daughters, uh, I love the initiative, but I also like the way you said it, which is you just woke up one morning and decided I can change something. You know, it didn't take a committee. It didn't take anything more than you reaching out to seven people and saying, hey, let's make a difference. So mm-hmm. that's fantastic. So how, how can people learn more about the Empower Women in InfoSec organization? Yeah, so I, you know, that's bad. I should know that. I think it's oh. empower-infosec.org because we are a nonprofit. So we're a 501c3. All right, fantastic. Well, we'll put it in the show notes so that people have that. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that you were president of the Central Ohio chapter of ISSA. And again, for our listeners, uh, that stands for Information Systems Security Association. How can this organization be uh, a resource for those new to cybersecurity? You know, all the chapters kind of run independently, but um, we, I think, are the fifth largest chapter globally. And so we have spent a lot of time on building out programs. So we offer like a CISSP boot camp to prep for the exam. We've done some cloud security. We just do a variety of security for security um, training throughout the year. And we're continually looking how to improve that and add value. Um, We also have a huge InfoSec Summit every spring and we have around 1500 people. But we've actually partnered with local universities um, in high schools. Um, And so we generally try to do at least one day of a student track where we bring in, you know, panels and we talk about their soft skills, how to network. And then sometimes we'll set up a room where the students can go in and talk to like CISOs and decision makers um, just to kind of really pick their brain to say, okay, if I was interviewing for you, like, what could we do? Like, and they give them some advice and they just have some open dialogue. And then we allow them obviously to be part of the conference 
And we get, um, like I said, around 1,500 people. We have from CISO all the way down to student and everything in between. So I always joke with, man, when I first started in security, if I would have had an opportunity to be around that many people in the yeah. industry, what a great opportunity. And this last year, we finally, we first had our set of six high school students and now they want, we, we're working on how can we get students involved in the state of Ohio so that we can provide them pathways and also allow them to start networking at a pretty young age and see how, you know, and kind of talk to different people and figure out where they want to go. Because like you mentioned, that guy, I think sometimes people are overwhelmed because there's so many choices, but we focus so, so many times just on the technical. But mm. like you mentioned, there's just so much more beyond I mean, my background has been sales and business development, but I do I do actually do some consulting and I sit on some advisory board roles. And so over the years, I just really honed in the things that I really like to do and just kept learning. Um, and that's why I love the industry is because I always say it's a journey, not a destination. Exactly. So for our listeners, so Google ISSA, find out about the local chapters in your area. Mm and see how you can engage. I, I love the initiative with high school students. So an upcoming podcast that we're going to work on uh, is uh, do you or don't you need a college degree to get into cybersecurity? So we, we won't uh, kind of ferret that one uh, or <laughs> to that one today, but I think it'll be an interesting topic. But mm-hmm. at a minimum, just exposing high school students as well as co- college students to this industry. I've been in it 17 years. 17 years ago, there were 200 vendors, mostly people buying security for purely compliance reasons. Mm -hmm. They failed some sort of a a technical audit and they needed to buy some product to fix the audit. But besides Mm -hmm. that, people didn't talk about breaches. If they were breached, they didn't disclose it. So the the industry has just absolutely exploded. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have, you know, depending on the number you want, 1 million, 3 million, uh, there are lots and lots of jobs that even through, uh, as we watch you know, potential recession, or you just want to call recession, whatever, we'll get into politics, that one, <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, there's still a lot of mm-hmm. openings for people in both technical and non-technical. So I, I love the way the ISSA Ohio chapter is taking that initiative to expose the high school and college students to the organization, to the career paths and to the opportunity because it's massive. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think it's like 3.4 million globally and over a million, I think, in the U.S. But that number, depending on where you read it, changes. You know, it's all over the board, but it's still a lot of jobs. Um, Regardless of the numbers, it's definitely the demand is definitely there. Yeah, and it's equally these are high paying jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's and the, you know, the pandemic has also taught us that it doesn't matter necessarily where you're located. So you don't have to be on one of the coasts like it used to be, or in mm-hmm. a major metropolitan area. You know, you can be in some rural farm country in Ohio, uh, and if you figure out the way to develop mm-hmm. your skills, uh, there's opportunity for people. I was talking with a CISO out of Philadelphia. I was just at a networking event down there. And he was saying like, I go to the office, but the reality is none like two years ago, he goes mm-hmm. only about 20% of my team is based in Philadelphia. Everybody else is based elsewhere. So again, I think that opens up the opportunity for people uh, to get into the industry. And I think that makes it a really exciting uh, path for people. So yeah, I agree. So last question, I know mentoring is an important topic to you. What advice would you give those who are looking for a mentor and or those that want to to mentor people in, in the cyber industry? 
So, you know, I always tell people either someone's going to say yes or no, and I think they'd be pleasantly surprised. Most people will say yes. Um, But I also think it's important for someone that's brand new when they reach out, you know, they have to be open for feedback and they also need to be prepared. Um, And what I mean by that is generally speaking, I get asked to mentor a lot of people and I'm a sucker. So I hardly ever say no because I care about doing the right thing. But what I decided, because I'm a really busy person, I actually give someone, when I sit down to them, I give them some kind of homework. And I'm not talking like something that's going to take them six months. I'm talking about simple things that I ask of them. And then the next time we meet, we talk about what that ask is. And some of it may be like sending me their resume, going in on and setting up their LinkedIn profile if they don't have that. Um, Because I want to spend time with people that are willing to invest in themselves. And when it's a younger person, I'm a little more flexible. I'm not going to be just like yes or no. But at the end of the day, I can only, and anybody that's mentoring someone, they can only do so much. And depending on how impressive they are, I've helped a lot of people had no experience, didn't have a college degree in cyber, just self-study, created their own labs. I've helped them walk them into companies because I saw the potential and I called the CISO or the hiring manager that I knew and said, you would be crazy not to give this person an opportunity because how many people take that much initiative on their own? And so those are the kinds of things I want to see as someone that's willing to invest in themselves. Because when I mentioned security is a journey, not a destination, that's one of the reasons I love being in this industry because I get bored easily. And I've been doing it for 18 years, 25 when you include IT. And I've never been bored one day in my life. So that's what excites me about the industry. And I, you know, I'm like, if you're not a constant learner, it's going to be a hard industry because it changes so quickly. So those are the types of things that we kind of talk about. Um, and I talk about, you know, many times, like I always say, you should be the one that defines who you are, not other people. Not to say that you shouldn't listen, but if you allow others to get in your head, sometimes it's hard to take that next level. It's hard to take that first step. And then, you know, kind of a lot of it ties back. If you want to mentor people, I think you have to like first listen just to see where that person's passion is because we always have our own passion and that may or may not be that person. So I think just like in any relationship, it's a give or take, you have to be able to listen. And again, you know, feedback, I learned stuff from younger people too, that I would have never thought about just because so generationally we're just different, Uh, but that's not a bad thing in all cases. And so it's really about that open dialogue and a mutual or being respectful to the person that you're sitting across from. Absolutely. I think preparation initiative are, are key things that that we're, we're willing to spend the time to be a mentoree uh, if somebody across the, the, the aisle is willing to spend the time and, and do the work. Again, happened to be picking on this uh, young gentleman, but he, he mentioned to me, oh, I guess my, my dad introduced me to like three or four people, but it didn't go anywhere. Is okay. So what did you do after mm-hmm. the initial email introduction or text introduction? He's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, <laughs> I said, look, we're, we're having a great conversation. I, I I will help you. I said, but honestly, I'm going to forget about you in about 15 minutes. Now it's a couple hours later. So I haven't totally <laughs> forgotten about him, but only because he used my podcast. I'm like, people are freaking busy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go back and ask them, Hey, still interested. Did you hear anything? No, it's not to be a past, you know, think about adding value to their day. Uh, but it is the give and take. Uh, I, I love uh, the mentor aspect of this. Uh, the mm-hmm. listeners heard. I, I try to help thirty people get jobs every year, and that's not including people that we hire at ThreadX. Is just you know somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, can you help so and so?" Or, "Hey, I'm looking to get into cyber. Or, I'm looking to change jobs." 
I really do enjoy that. But it is a two-way street because I'm willing to make some introductions. But if I if I make an email introduction and you don't respond to it for three or four days, I'll probably not be as apt to to make that future introduction. If you respond in a few minutes, okay, I'll see there's a, there's initiative there. So I'm sure you feel the same way. Like we're willing to give. We enjoy the giving aspect of it, but it's got to be at least felt uh, that it's somebody that is, wants to, to invest the time to make themselves uh, or advance their career and, and better themselves. Yeah, the only other thing I forgot to add that I think is really important is volunteering. So if you go to an ISSA chapter, you know, there's ISACA, there's all kinds of security events throughout the country, depending, you know, no matter where you live. Volunteering is also a huge way because you can get to know a lot of people and then people actually start seeing what you're doing because they think having that balance of giving back as well as, you know, applying the knowledge that you need to do any number of jobs. Um, So again, if there's an opportunity to volunteer, I would highly recommend doing that as well. That's great. Great advice. So awesome. Thank you, Connie, for being such a great guest. We learned a ton of stuff today learned about Empower Women in InfoSec. Uh, we learned about ISSA. Uh, we learned the importance of uh, looking for a mentor, but equally for our listeners that are in the industry, think about being a mentor, giving back to an industry that's been so good to all of us. So thank you again. It's just a great conversation and please have a great rest of the day and uh, an awesome weekend. All right, thank you. Thank you for having me. Then you guys have the same, um, have a great weekend. 